hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. All right. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. And I want to get right after today's topic. Uh, We are going to talk about the border. The border is one of the most commonly talked about topics of the day. It seems, at least in most circles, there's uh, great concern, uh, and rightfully so. And you don't have to be very aware to see this issue. It is right in front of our faces. So the question is, is this a problem? And the answer to that is, absolutely it is. And I'm going to show you why, but I'm not going to show you like a politician because I'm not a politician. I am a clinical counselor. I'm going to help you see from the clinical counseling lens why this is such a problem. And if you stick with me, for those of you watching on Rumble, YouTube, uh, you're going to get to see one one slide that I want to show you. But mostly I'm going to talk my way through this so that you can get a good idea of what exactly this problem is. Uh, we, Whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, an Independent, those things are absolutely meaningless to this vantage point. Okay. Now I get that there's politics involved. I've been watching it. I I'm not naive to that, but if you follow what I provide for you today, you will be able to go to any politician that is not taking this issue as seriously as they should, or are playing politics instead of doing the right thing for these human lives, but also for the American citizens. And then we can do both. Like, absolutely, I'm going to show you how we can do both. First, let's start with what is the problem? The problem is boundaries. So in the clinical world, we don't call them borders. We call them boundaries. And there's really only two reasons we set boundaries. Two, that's it. If you're out there in this in, in this world listening to this, I you may come up with, well, no, sometimes I set boundaries because I like to do that, or I like to be there, or I want this or whatever. There's only two reasons. Number one, the primary reason that we set boundaries, the primary reason that we set boundaries is safety. The secondary reason that we set boundaries is comfort. That's it. All of our boundaries are about safety, comfort, or both. It's tricky to decipher sometimes whether there is a safety concern or a comfort concern. We misinterpret this a lot. If you didn't listen to my podcast on on, on how we have gotten comfortable and, and, and because of that, pain has this really intense uh, interaction with us now, go and listen to it. We, we have gotten so comfortable that now we consider normal discomfort, extreme pain, but it's not. 
it's a distortion. It's a distortion we have created because we are so comfortable. Totally different podcast, but I wanted to put that in there because boundaries work similarly. We set boundaries for safety and for comfort. That's it. Nothing more. One or both of those reasons will always be in play. So if you're following along, I want to show you, a. Uh, if you're on Rumble or YouTube, you'll be able to see this, the spectrum that it falls on. So I'm going to describe it for those of you who can't see this with your eyes. I have the spectrum that overlaps where boundaries begin to form. You've got two circles that are separate, but close, right? In this particular case, we could be saying America and Mexico. That isn't the healthiest relationship in the world. That's why in America, there are certain things in place where if you cross the border, you can be, uh, you can be protected, right? Because independence is great to a point. Then you've got this next set of circles where there's a fair amount of overlap. And then you've got this next set of circles in the, in the, in the bottom that is a little more overlap. And then you've got this next set of circles that overlaps almost completely. And I would suggest that the ones uh, that overlap almost completely and that don't touch are the least healthy, the least healthy, the ones that don't touch at all. There's no interaction. The, the, the reality there is there's two independent characters, persons or countries that don't function with any kind of uh, reciprocity, uh, uh, working together, teamwork. That's not good, especially when the border is literally just a line in the dirt. We don't want, even though the line is there and the boundary is clear, we don't want that kind of relationship with our neighbor. We wouldn't want that with Canada. We wouldn't want that with Mexico. We also don't want the bottom right. The bottom right, as I'm looking at it, is the one that overlaps too much. Why? Because the complete loss of autonomy is almost present, which means you blur the lines so much that you have dysfunction. It's complete dysfunction. It's unsafe. Not just uncomfortable. In the clinical world, we call that codependence. Codependence is when we cross that threshold into being uh, unable to make decisions without considering the, the opinion of our neighbor. Well, that's great under some circumstances. So you see the other two circles. That's great under some circumstances. But unfortunately, what happens is when, when you overlap too much, you go to each other for everything. Hey, the kid's running out in front of the car. Should I stop them? Um, are you kidding me? That would be one of those codependent circle situations. It's overlapping too much. You should be able to, you really ought to be able to function independently under certain circumstances. Like if your kid is running out in front of a car, 
right? I don't need to talk to my wife to say, I'm going to get my kid. My wife doesn't need to talk to me to say she's going to get the kid. We, we don't want that kind of codependence, the inability to make even sometimes the most basic fundamental decisions without considering the other. Now, obviously, those two extremes, the no connection, the complete overlap, somewhere in between is where we need to fall. And with boundaries being about safety and comfort, that's how we determine where it is. So let's extrapolate this psychological concept into this cultural issue. At the border, do we have a loss of safety? If anybody can come through, if we have mass immigration and there's there's not good, adequate uh, vetting of the people coming through, well, unfortunately, that's a major safety concern. Is it a comfort concern? Well, safety concerns are comfort concerns. So yes, it's both. Is it a loss of comfort in the sense, if it weren't a safety issue, if everybody who came through was just trying to get to the, the, the United States to have a better life, to make a better life, but they were all safe, is it a comfort issue? Yes, because we can't know that. <laughs> we, we should have some reasonable idea of our level of safety because that creates some level of comfort. So yes, it's still a comfort issue, even if safety weren't actually a real problem. Is codependence forming? Yes. Why would so many people be flooding in through the Southern border? Because they want to hurt us or they want to help us. They want to uh, make a better life uh, or they're fleeing from something or maybe both. Look, what are the chances that every person who came through is somebody who loves and appreciates America? Uh, they are very, very low. The chances of that are probably close to um, 0.00% because some of the people, it only takes one for that percentage to change. And we know that there were hundreds of people in the last year who were probably out to hurt America and got caught. And that doesn't count all the getaways that came through the border. So when we extrapolate this out and we look at the country view of it, if we take that clinical lens of boundaries are for safety, boundaries are for comfort, and then we extrapolate to the, the big picture, the macro level, we could honestly say we are creating problems that don't need to exist. Now, here's the rub, folks. The human level of care. I am a professional counselor. That's what I do in my, my day job. Which means I help people. I heal people. And that's a big deal to me. So when people are hurting, no matter where they're from, no matter where they have been or where they are going, 
my heart goes out to them. The question I have for you is, can we care and love the person and set a boundary? I propose to you today that that's exactly what we must do. Like we have to. Matter of fact, believe it or not, more often than not, boundaries that are clear and kind, that doesn't mean you get whatever you want, but they are clear and kind, are uh, increase our uh, appreciation and care for one another. If I were to set a boundary, say with a client, the the client then has the option of respecting that boundary or not. If they respect that boundary, then my care and my uh, my ability to love them up close increases because they have respected the boundary that made me either comfortable, safe, or both. So a boundaryless relationship is actually not a loving relationship whatsoever. That would be maybe one of the least healthy forms of relationship. And right now, there it's not boundaryless, but it's pretty dang close when we look at the macro, the, the cultural level, the United States and Mexico. And here's a funny thing. I, I, I had this conversation with somebody last week uh, about um, Canada because Canada, the, they, there's, there's some people I was interacting with and, and they, they were from Canada. I live real close to the Canadian border and the, they, they were like, well, you know, I mean, take care of the people. The people aren't the problem. That's true. The people may not be the problem. The country might be the problem. But here's the thing. One boundary that isn't in a healthy zone affects all other boundaries. And here's the point that I made. And I got a good response from him. So hopefully this hits home with you too. If the U.S. southern border is dysfunctional, the boundary we set is not being held, which it's not. And it's not because they don't want to. It's because they're told they can't. Right? If the boundary is being, is being set but not held, we now have this situation where the boundary isn't believable. What is that going to do to our northern border? A couple of things. Is Canada going to trust the United States to protect the Canadian border? Meaning making sure we don't let people out of the United States and into Canada that are unhealthy or what about the other direction see now that border becomes a question mark now what if what if these immigrants that come from mexico that have it out to get the united states decide they're going to head up to canada for a while and then they're going to come through the northern border later on now all of a sudden canada is housing people who want to harm the United States. So does this change our relationship with Canada? It absolutely might. 
I would even propose it absolutely does. Because now how do we trust that border? We can't trust the southern border. If our boundaries don't mean anything, then how do we create a trusting relationship with any of our neighbors? Inherently, that's a problem. And Canada should actually probably take a little different tact than what it appears they're taking. It's like, uh, let the floodgates open. You know, they, they, they're wanting safety and comfort. And I get that. But they won't have safety and comfort here if we can't provide safety and comfort for them. What will end up happening is we will become unsafe, no different than where they came from. And that's a problem. That's why we have boundaries. So can we love the people and set the boundary? Yes. Can we work on the, the immigration laws, rules, and all that stuff? Absolutely. But if we do that without holding a firm boundary or border in this case, we have failed. Psychologically speaking, we have failed. They will, the, the people coming here to get safety will be no safer than they were back home. Matter of fact, it could be argued they might be in more danger. They might be in more danger because if somebody were to attack the United States, what are the chances that it's going to be small little battles, uh, you know, it, it, uh, that are that are isolated? Not very likely. So, I was hoping that I would I would you know help you see from a psychological standpoint the importance of that boundary or that border. Not because this is political. This isn't political to me. This is psychological. Safety and comfort in order to be maintained. We can't lose our identity as a nation. And our identity is often found within the borders of the United States. Now, can we project that out into the world? Yes. But if we lose the identity of who we are within our borders, because our borders mean nothing, we lose the big picture. An unstable United States, just like an unstable individual, becomes unpredictable, becomes unsafe. We're not helping the issue any by opening a border, by having this internal you know, like pissing match that's going on between Biden and the governor in Texas. We, like, we don't need that crap. Close the border, process through the ports of entry, and let's get back to what it is that we are as a country. No different than I would tell somebody who is sitting on my couch. If you are codependent, overlapping too much, if you are disconnected and not paying attention to the love and the care that you have for those people, both of those situations are a problem. Find the middle ground and find it based on two things, safety first and then comfort second. I hope this was helpful. I know this is a, a, maybe an interesting look, taking the micro, the psychological, into the macro, 
the cultural, when it comes to boundaries or borders. If you appreciated this, if you liked this, please subscribe, follow all of those normal things that we like you to do. I appreciate your time as always, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.